Welcome to Tech Talk Nation, talking about the latest tech, industry news, and hot topics. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Visit our website at techtalknation.com. Good morning and welcome to Tech Talk Nation. I'm your host, Matt Fitzgerald, and we have a great show for you tonight. We are rebooting this podcast. It has been a long time since we put out our uh, uh, last episode, actually since 2019. Um, so we have a great episode for you today, um, and we are looking forward to bringing this new YouTube version of Tech Talk Nation into the world. So without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and uh, introduce our other co-hosts here. Uh, today we are joined by Matt Grislow and Ryan Eastman, and uh, how are you guys doing today? I'm doing excellent, man. How are you doing? I am doing well. It is great to be back. It is great to uh, get back into the, the podcast world here. And uh, Ryan, you and I did a, a podcast, the last one, back at uh, back at Purdue in 2019. Yeah, can, can you that, believe whoop. that? So, uh, barely. <laughs> right. It's been, it's been a minute, that's for sure. And then we have uh, Matt Grislow, a newcomer to the show, joining us today. Matt, how are you doing? I'm doing phenomenal. How are you doing, Fitz? It's good to be back, at least with you. You and I go far back. We have long history back to high school. Um, so it's nice to be back with a familiar face. Uh, and I guess you as well, Ryan. I've known you since, well, what, BGR, freshman year? Yeah, five years, five years. Thereabouts. <sighs> Man. I notice you have... So, Matt, I, I can't help but notice you got something a little weird in the background there. Do you mind explaining what that is? This one? There, there it is yeah that's a little <laughs> that's a little odd oh yeah well 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 you know a little bit about this too um as all of you know the pandemic's going on right now no one can attend um well at least it's starting to change but at least uh in the, in the fall no one could attend sports games so um fitz decided he wanted to have his beautiful face at the purdue stadium football stadium ross aid and so he had his uh, cutout put there, and uh, they were being removed. And so he asked me to hold on to it, where he was supposed to come get it um, days later coming to campus. But that's slowly turned, or I'm, I should say quickly turned, into what, two weeks, three weeks? What, yeah, when, yeah. when are you going to get it? When are you going to get it? Well, either way, I'm having a lot of fun with this guy. He's traveling with me every now and then. Growing attached uh, to car it. Car rides, and I, I have fun. I live alone, so it gives me a little bit of... Uh, I don't know, something to pal around with, something to take my mind off of <laughs> For the sure. existential crisis of, of life and living alone. <laughs> For sure. Definitely. Well, I definitely uh, can identify with you with that, with the uh, pandemic and everything. It's all work from home. Now we're uh, coming to you live from three different locations here through the wonders of technology. We're all able to be on this one stream together, which is super cool. Um so yeah, great. Uh, how have you been, Ryan? How's how's everything going recently? Uh, you know, I'm I'm good. Uh, it's just school and not going anywhere. You know, for sure. Yeah, I definitely get that. So without further ado, let's take a look at our first article here. Um, Matt, I believe you sent in this one. Um, you were talking about the new SpaceX Starship launch. Yeah, so on uh, on Wednesday, uh, SpaceX launched another Starship rocket. Uh, I believe it was a test to 10,000 feet. 
they fired uh, in in sequence, or I guess unfired in sequence, all all three of their uh, engines um, in in a sort of test, um, and it was it was it was really cool to see it. But I think the the crazier thing to see was the landing. The landing is something that is really important for these rockets. Obviously, SpaceX is in the business of trying to um, recycle their rockets and try and reuse them. And so I, I thought it'd be really cool to show um, some of the footage here. Um, so there it is, you know, going up, uh, up in the sky. And it, it's a big rocket too. I mean, it, it's yeah, big. I, it's I read it's somewhere. A yeah, I read somewhere. It's as tall as like a 13-story building or something like that. I'm not sure if that's necessarily mm -hmm. true, but I read it. it. This thing is massive. Yeah, it's huge. So there you see it's it's um, starting to shut down some of its engines, and there is the landing sequence. And believe it or not, the camera work there is actually a little uh, kind of making uh, tricks on your on your eyes because um, they do a lot of fancy camera work there just so that it's it's easier on eyes. Um, but there's there's a link I sent you. I don't know if you got it that shows like a uh, someone standing on the beach, like a POV shot of that thing. And that that's what I wanted to, I think, uh, let me, discuss let me just see a little if I further, can pull if you have it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, um, well, it's, it's from TikTok, right? So there you see it. That thing is completely uh, horizontal, and it's fairly close to the ground, right? And all of a sudden, it starts firing its side rockets and the main one. And I, I think it's just incredible to see something like that. Um, what they showed on their live feed, I think, is more of a science fiction look at it. They do a lot of fancy camera work, you know, gimbals here and there everywhere. But this is what you'd see from the ground. And I think this gives a better view um, to the viewers and shows just how amazing the work and the progress that that team, that engineering team down there in Texas is doing. They're, they're doing a crazy job about it. I don't know what you guys think. Um, I'd like to hear some of your thoughts just seeing that that footage. No, that's my first time seeing it. That's insane what they're doing. Like, I can't even fathom the amount of, like, insane physics problems it takes just to like figure out where everything needs to go how hard all the torque and all that i mean it, i i completely agree with you you got an electrical engineer a computer engineer and an it guy on this call and we're we're all very appreciative <laughs> of all of the the science that goes into this all the technology that goes into this and through all of this stuff basically um like like you said, Ryan, it is un unfathomable. I, I wouldn't even touch that physics with a 10-foot pole. That is for sure. I mean, yeah, and they have to read all their sensors in real time and all that. Yeah, all the computing on that has got to be real time, and your your adjustments is instantaneously, basically. You have to, you have to adjust things yeah. two seconds ago. <laughs> so, Yeah, it, it, it's, it's so amazing to see the work that they're doing. Um, and, and then Elon Musk wants to, you know, the, the founder, CEO of, uh, of uh, SpaceX wants to make that oh, area know. in Texas. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> or maybe, you know, lizard person, we don't know. Um, he, he wants to make <laughs> he wants to make that area. Um, I, I believe it's he wants to call it Starbase uh, in Texas. He wants to make that it. Was, or that it, was one tweet. Well, you know, I, I think it actually that was the flamethrower, though. It, you know what? It, it's not too far off, though, but think about it like this. that 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 is the, uh, it's called the Starship, uh, right? So that, that thing is supposed yeah. to be, it's supposed to, it's meant for inter, interstellar travel, but also inner, um, uh, inner country, or not inner country, but inner, uh, 
international <laughs> travel. Inter- thank yeah, you, yeah. thank you. Interplanetary is that what you're saying? Like, well, it's a little bit of both, but um, and and yeah, um, it's supposed to be able to carry people. At least the original plans carry people across the uh, the world in record times. For example, you know, going from New York to Beijing. I I thought um, it was only for planets. I didn't realize it was a earthly thing <laughs> yeah no no he's put out a plan about it um there's a whole video you can watch it's, it's fairly lengthy but um the idea is that where he's doing all of these tests right now it, it really could become the next sort of uh travel hub like new york new york would i guess be classified then as a domestic and international travel hub whereas this this new area in texas could very well be the next international and inner um stellar hub travel hub which is in, it's insane to think of All right, one thing at um, a time interstellar is a long ways away maybe maybe interstellar is the wrong word but interplanetary right interstellar so, is we're going to go to a new galaxy yeah okay, that's a well, that's no, a little new I galaxy suppose, a new solar i suppose in, inner interplanetary then um yeah. to be able to go to, to mars and you know elon has yeah, some crazy ideas but who knows I pulled up his tweet, creating the city of Starbase, Texas, from thence to Mars and hence the stars. Nice. (laughs) People, people thought he was crazy, Uh, you know, when he was talking about all these pie in the sky ideas of reusable rockets and look where we are now. For sure. I mean, he's an evil genius, man. That, that is for sure. The only problem is, though, um, with SN10 launching, uh, there was something that did happen after it landed, which was a very big shame. And there's a lot of theory as to why, but the rocket, uh, the rocket went boom after, uh, after it landed, uh, which was a big shame. And basically, the rocket landed, it sat there, I, I want to say it was like five or six minutes it sat there. Mm-hmm. Um and then just complete explosion. Um, let me see if I can find a video real quick. But yeah, it's, it's there. A lot of analysts are saying it was a methane leak uh, from the um, the engines themselves. And basically, what was happening was the methane was leaking, and they were still trying to put out a fire with the engine. And uh, it just what happens when there's a gas and some fire. I don't know. <laughs> a big explosion. And uh, things go boom. Well, the thing is, they send it up into space and then bring it back down. So the just temperature changes it's experiencing within that time is mm-hmm. insane. So there's so many things that can go wrong. Well, I, I think of this test, it was a low, it was a low atmosphere, low orbit test. It was only 10,000 feet or so. It wasn't much, but I mean, this is also, you know, not their first test. Um, and mm-hmm. it's not the final product, so you'd expect things to go wrong. And unfortunately, and things did. Explode. And fortunately, things did for for this starship. But hopefully, they'll be able to to tune it out. I mean, just the, the propulsion and and controls of it all, they seem to have down pat. Now they just have to figure out, you know, how to seal gaskets and make sure that pipes are tight and right. no leaks. Right. Right. And here, here's a video. I'm going to switch over to this. This is a video of it landing. Um, this is from Reuters. And then it just exploded from the pad, which was so sad to see just because, like, um, it was it was so successful looking. And then it just didn't uh, tweet from <laughs> Elon discharge. there. An honorable discharge. 
Uh, yeah. Uh, Elon. It's a it's a, a shame there, but um, <laughs> yeah. So basically, some of the stuff that um with with that, it's just it's a it's a shame. Um, and I I understand why it happened, but the good thing about these these rocket launches is nothing's a failure. None of these rocket launches are a failure. You can always learn something. There's the there's the engineer and all of us kind of coming out here being like, hey, um, we didn't fail. We learned something and we're going to get better because of that. And that has basically... Failure is the best teacher. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And one of the things that uh, I remember SpaceX doing a long time ago was releasing the... Um, video on uh how to not land an orbital rocket booster and it was basically i i think it was like to the 1812 overture or something and it was uh uh just all the falcon rockets that spacex had made and just how they were just blowing up and it was just like a compilation video of all of them blowing up and kind of the reason in the corner of why it did that um i really want them to make one of those for these that would be a lot of fun <laughs> But. You know what? I, I think it'd be funny. I think it'd be awesome. But with the the progress and the rate, the progress that they they have at this point, they may not have enough footage for a, a big compilation like that. Because at that point, they were still trying to get the uh, self landing technology down pat. Now this is a completely new vehicle, uh, or or spacecraft, but uh, they've got the technology more or less figured out. I would say it's maybe eighty percent of the way there. Um, they have the base of it there, you know. They just have to improve on it for this specific uh, uh, spacecraft, though. I mean, it looked like it landed, and it did, and it did. That that, that footage is a little um, misleading too, because they they flash to the landing and then immediately they go to the explosion. But it sat on the launch pad for what five six minutes before after it, it landed before it exploded. So yeah, I'd say that's a success on the landing. It's just you know something. The, I don't know, whatever it was. Some other Maybe experts. Gasket or whatever. Right. The experts are also saying it landed a little harder than it should have. Uh, and that may have been mm. why some of that stuff broke. Um, I mean, definitely, I'm not. I'm no SpaceX engineer. I am no way remotely qualified to be one. Uh, and hopefully that's something that they'll be able to figure out and uh, kind of kind of get, get a grasp on it. Uh, so that will... Uh, be cool to see, especially as they get SN11 rolled out there and probably try again, uh, hopefully within the next month or so. I'm not sure how far that uh, I mean, I'm rockets come forward to whenever their next launch is. I mean, who who can't be? It's it's a win-win either way. Either you get yeah. to see cool scientific feet or you get to see Big Boom. It's a lot of fun either way. <laughs> There's no losing. There's no losing Holy. watching it. You know, for uh, for some people, that big boom means a lot of rockets just eviscerated in a, in a second. Yeah, very true. Very true. I mean, that <laughs> it is a uh, a problem for uh, um, like Elon's wallet, but uh, it is one of those things too where you're still learning, so it does have value. Cool. Cool. So, Grizzlo, you also sent another uh, story into the chat here about uh, the robot dog Spot uh, exploring the wreckage of the spacecraft. Yeah, you know, I thought this was something we could take a look at. And I think it's really interesting, too. Uh, the reason I, I wanted to talk about this was I, I just thought it was really interesting to see the uh, 
the real world implications and uses for the spot robot spot. Obviously, um, I'm sure you guys know what it is for uh, people who don't know what it is. Uh, spot is a, a robot made by a company uh, called Boston Dynamics and uh, originally from Boston, uh, called Boston Dynamics out of uh, MIT. And uh, they've done some incredible uh, research and development and uh, small scale production on some of these uh, machines that they built. And they're, you know, in some cases, walking robots and others like this, they're little dogs. And so this, this version of one of their products, Spot, um, is, is available. You could, you could purchase one. Um, there's all kinds of silly things I've seen people do with them. But I think this is a very practical use uh, of that technology trying to survey a scene, see what happens. I don't know if you want to pull it up yeah, um, here. on let the me, screen so let people me can see what I'm talking about. Yeah, basically, um, looks like in this article from The Independent here, um, all they're saying is basically they, they deployed Robot Dog Spot just to kind of go uh, take a look at everything. There's a little uh, uh, video from South Padre here. Um, basically, they just took that to go survey the... Uh, wreckage there and then um see kind of what's going on and like like you're saying there um it is a very big opportunity for people to um take a look at that and um like in big disaster areas especially where it's unsafe for people to go i definitely see the uh, point of robots being able to take a look at that i know um, in the past too, they did a similar situation. Granted, it wasn't a spot robot, um, but for some of the stuff in Japan with the nuclear accident there, um, they deployed some uh, the, some robots to be able to go into the areas that were unsafe for yeah, exactly, uh, that were unsafe for the humans to um, take a look at, and then kind of see what was going on there. So. Um, definitely see the purpose of it what what about you what do you think ryan uh i want to see them go into the chernobyl reactor because they haven't taken a picture of that in a long time For but sure. uh also i guess they renamed it zeus it's not really important oh the the dog but yeah nice <laughs> oh really oh i know there's i know there's different uh models of it i know there's a bigger one and a smaller one. Oh no i think spacex just renamed it that but anyway Oh, okay, okay. They gave it the their things name. aren't cheap. I it's like, like 100k per uh, dog. Oh yeah, no, yeah. And, and they have a new They're one really now. Cool, I don't know if this one is I've that seen, one. You can see them move. You can see it if they get flipped over. How they get back up? Like, it's it's wild. Yeah, and some of them even have like an arm on them too, so they can grab, they can maneuver themselves in other ways, open doors, things like that. It's pretty incredible. Boston Dynamics as a whole is an incredible company. I mean, if you haven't checked out their YouTube channel, I strongly recommend it. They have some pretty cool robotics YouTube videos on there. So uh, it's great to see. I, I'm not sure if uh, necessarily this alludes to a SpaceX-Boston Dynamics partnership or anything, but it would be kind of cool to see if uh, they could work together maybe in the future. Um, who knows? I, I can see it benefiting both sides a lot. So. Instead of him flying a Tesla into space, have him just toss a Boston Dynamics robot, rocket, robot into space next. I mean, whatever floats your boat <laughs> or launches your rocket, I guess. So, <laughs> Cool, cool. So, yeah, this, this seems like a really interesting um, opportunity for uh, SpaceX to kind of explore the, the wreckage here while it's not even uh, necessarily 
um, bad to, well, it's, while it's bad for humans to do this. So, um, awesome. Alrighty. So the next article we have here is, uh, ah, okay, Ryan, uh, you and your John (laughs) McAfee stuff here. Yes, yes, yes. Let me lead in on this by starting off and saying that we are not financial advisors. Uh, we are not giving you any proactive advice on what you should or shouldn't do with your money. We will not be held responsible for anything you do with your money. All right, now we're free to talk about crypto. Okay, uh, great. So John McAfee. <laughs> uh, if anyone doesn't remember John McAfee, uh, I'm sure you've seen McAfee uh, antivirus on your computer or whatever. Uh, it's garbage. I hate it. <laughs> but uh, John McAfee is currently being arrested for fraud. Uh, he got paid, I guess, by several crypto companies to like promote their uh, crypto on his... Uh, uh, on his Twitter, and he made a ton of money off this, I assume, well, like both on the crypto and from being paid from them. And because he didn't disclose it, uh, he's being charged with fraud. Awesome. Yeah, yeah there's this article here from uh, MSN basically being like, yeah, he's uh, indicted uh, for failing to file tax returns for years of concealing assets. So, uh, yikes, that is a... Uh, I mostly just think it's a little funny because, I don't know, I don't... It's real, like, it's not a good look when you're being paid to promote it and you don't just say, by the way, I was paid to promote this. Yeah, you're, you're thinking yeah. that somebody's giving you genuine advice and uh, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, hey, there was an ulterior motive here. You may not actually enjoy the thing. They're just giving you a lot of money to be able to uh, um, do this thing. So I definitely... Uh, uh, can see how that can be a problem too, because even like um, on YouTube now, uh, you have to basically tell the people, "Hey, there's a paid promotion within this video." Even on like Instagram and any form of, of other social media, there's all these um, like sponsored hashtags and stuff like that that you have to do because you're disclosing to your people that um, you're getting sponsored for this product. Um, so. I'm I'm not sure how I feel about that. I I definitely agree. Should be in, indicted on something like that because you're you're painting a false picture here. It's a form of fraud. So, oh, oh it's yeah, definitely some form of fraud. Well, anytime you're getting you know contributions or or money or donations or uh, you know a paid gig, you gotta you know mention that it's a paid gig. And you mentioned this um just a minute ago, Fitz. Uh, there, there are a lot of creators on, or I guess not creators, but what do they call them? They're uh, influencers on, on Instagram and on these uh, social media platforms. And uh, they, some of them have come under fire, you know, they come under fire all the time for, for things like that. They'll post a picture of them in a bikini or with some product or doing something. And they, they make it seem like it's just a picture of themselves and trying to fit it in their general content. Um, but really it's a paid promotion. And so they have to disclose that you know, it is a paid promotion, but a lot of times they don't. And so they catch flack for it. And so I, I guess this is a, a big real world implication getting paid by what, what would you call it? Big, big, big crypto, big crypto. Um, I, it doesn't tell us exactly what he was paid by. I think he was paid by some of the crypto teams themselves. Hmm. Although I'm curious how that works though. Cause I mean, the whole idea about crypto and blockchain is it's decentralized. There's no like 
company behind it. There's no entity behind it. So I guess I, I'm curious how that works with uh, yeah, being paid to possible. promote a crypto. Yeah, it doesn't really say who it was being paid by. Um, I mean, it's possible like a big capital firm was paying him to try and uh, push the price around a little bit. Mm. Okay, so try it. So try and... in a way... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say trying to manipulate the market there, artificially inflate that um, that uh, currency. I was I was going to say the same exact thing you said. Yeah, <laughs> market manipulation. Deflate it, yeah. But I mean, at the same time, I, I feel like it's it's almost you know what the same situation that GameStop and uh, or GameStop and uh, was it AMC were in um, a few weeks ago. Yeah. And it's, it's hard. It's a sticky situation, especially that one, because it's like, all right, well, you know, it was the average everyday Joe. It wasn't like we had these big corporations conspiring, you know, together to, in, you know, inflate a stock. In fact, they were actively trying to devalue it and trying to get as much money out of it as they could by shorting well, the them. The stock was shorted by over 100%, which means they shorted more stock than there was in existence, I think. Uh, well, I guess maybe in that regard, they did something wrong, but I, I think it's interesting because I, I oh, really do think that did something wrong is what I'm saying. The uh, investment firms, I, I think there's a lot of wrong on almost every side to it. Right. I mean, it's so hard to, I, I think and I I'm, I, I'm an electrical <laughs> engineer, but I'm an electrical engineer. My major is electrical engineer. I work on automation software uh, for my job. I don't really know much about, you know, economics, but the way I see it, I, I think a lot went wrong when you have very public open forums um, with large amounts of people, um, you know, and it's just pocket change, I guess, at that point for buying these, you know, really inexpensive stocks at the time. But, you know, them rallying around this, you know, we're going to the moon chant. I, <laughs> it's hard to say that they did anything wrong, but they, I mean, they sort of did. Then you have the uh, whole you know, Robin Hood and Citadel situation, right? where you got to have a fight <laughs> it, it's it's it, it, i think it's so hard to say that one person did something wrong because i feel like there's a lot of people that did something wrong and it's it, that, that that story's gone in past it's it's been some time since it's happened so um i don't know if you guys will spend time talking about it, but I, I do think i'm it's... about to because i feel the need to rebut what you just said <laughs> all right well in that I, case i, I feel uh, the exact about that uh all the firms and a ton of people had shorted GameStop by over 100%, which means they said, basically when you're shorting a stock is you buy it for someone for a price on like the basis that it's going to go down in price. Right, right, right. Which means they shorted it more than existed. So, right. So, so the only way for them to make their money was for them to make sure GameStop uh, goes under and dies. So what happened yeah. there is a bunch of people noticed that and said, oh, we can just like make sure GameStop's stock price isn't dropping and dropping and dropping. And then we just make money off of it because these people are all betting on it going down. Right. It's, it, it is really messed up, I guess. I, I shouldn't say I guess. It is. It is really messed Inve up. And it's, it's the difference between shorting and investing. Because shorting is right. like betting that this is going to go down. Investing is buying it and holding on to it. And then whatever happens is what happens. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying the the big companies didn't do anything I'm wrong saying, here. I'm saying they put their money on basically a bet and a bunch of people said, oh, well, you shouldn't have done that. That's a bad idea. And we can punish you for that. 
I think okay, they got so what's coming to them. <laughs> okay, so, so you're saying they did mess up, and what they got was well-deserved. Uh, yes, they shorted a stock by over 100%. No, I, I means, agree with you. Which is, it's I, impossible to win on that unless the company goes under. That's the only way you win on that. So no, all they did I, was make sure GameStop didn't go under, and those people lost a ton of money. Right, right, right. And, and I agree with you. I think what they did was wrong. But I don't necessarily think that the this whole... I mean... I guess thinking about how this goes in the future, what like what what is described or what's the definition now of insider trading, right? I mean, is, is it a sticky slope like? Or, That's uh, not insider trading at all. Slippery slope, I suppose. Well, right, but it's the idea of people getting together deciding they're going to do something and it having mass market implications. Okay, but here's the thing: it's not insider trading. They don't have insider knowledge, first of all, and second of all. They're doing it in a completely public forum. There's no like backhauls deals here. You can see every post they make and react however you'd like to it. Right. But it like take as example the, I don't know, the content moderator of Reddit. At some point, don't they have a financial or like a responsibility just to, I don't know, like try and stop a mass market tank or I, I don't know. It just seems something just doesn't seem right here. And maybe maybe what it is is the system is is legislated a certain way or it's built a certain way for certain outcomes to happen. And when all of a sudden a very random event happens that was never covered under these uh, current laws, it just kind of flies under the radar or, or passes because it works under the current system that we have. Do we need more legislation to no, stop something like this all, you know, in the future? I think it's completely legitimate for this to happen. Yeah, it's they a... saw a bunch of people and they said, oh, you shouldn't have done this. We're going to basically take your money because you made a stupid bet. Yeah, it's it's one of those things where it's like it's power of the masses here. You have 100,000 people doing whatever they want. Uh, and then you have one big one or a couple big corporations that are kind of wanting to control the way something happens and if and in a way that i i feel like it's it's right in the in the way that um power power and numbers in a way um where you're able you have everybody kind of doing a little bit that that adds up eventually if a lot of people have a problem with this they're free to spend their money in the way however they feel like it in my opinion so I, I guess the thing that I keep go I, I go back to in my head that bothers me so much, um, and it shouldn't, but it does. Um, the the people that are behind, you know, the whole we're going to the moon, we're bringing GameStop to the moon. The, these are people that don't have thousands and thousands of dollars backed up in their bank accounts in, in case one of their financial investments doesn't pan out. Um, and yeah, there were there were so many rich people or, I mean, what the three of us would consider rich people, you know, um, at the time who lost incredible amounts of money, spectacular amounts of money. But it, it, it's almost at this point where I do somewhat agree with the Robin Hood CEO, or maybe, maybe it wasn't him um, who said this, but, you know, a lot of these people that traded for GameStop, they don't have any sort of financial wherewithal they don't understand the stocks they don't understand that you could buy it at a dollar it could go up to a hundred dollars today and then tomorrow it could be worth nothing and there are definitely people who out who are out there that you know don't make a lot of money don't have a lot of money spent some money they had and lost a lot of it 
And so it, it's that part of me that feels really badly about, you know, the average day Joe who tried to, you know, make money on this, on this situation, try to capitalize on it, but ultimately, you know, ended up losing a lot. I know people that didn't make much who were servers that, you know, made a, a cool 10K, right? But that's one person who made out at the right time. And no one knew when the right time was either. People thought it was going to go down the next day. And then there are some people that said, we're holding it, we're holding it, we're holding it. So how how long do you hold the line um, and do that, right? It's it's hard to say, but I, I do feel badly for those, those people who got screwed in a situation that has not, I mean, has it happened in the recent, I don't know, 10 years, last 10 years, well, Nothing like years? that has ever happened before, as far as I know. Right. Right. Well, anyway. But I think at the end of the day, you have to be responsible for your own actions, though. I think it's fair. I think it's and fair. It's, I think it's asinine to try and save people from themselves. But I, I think that the Reddit people weren't doing as many favors to those people who don't know any better. They go on Reddit and they joke and they go, oh, ha, 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 like, let's get 10 Ds, let's go to the moon. But <laughs> I, I don't, I really, at the end, I don't believe that a lot of these people don't know, like, where their money's going. They ultimately don't realize what they're doing. Trading is foreign to them. Like, it's just not um it's not their their thing so i, I think I mean, they didn't do they did them make your own decisions though that's the mm-hmm. i think it comes down to you have to be able to make your own decision and be responsible for the choices you make Correct. right but i think if there's and also reason that's responsible there's... for any financial advice by the way this is right 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 advice. we are not we are not, <laughs> we're just we are talking not about financial advisors tech and news <laughs> I, I think here. we mentioned this already we're, we're an electrical engineer yes and, and but then I, need IT to, people. I, I need to make it very clear Yep. Do not hold right. me responsible for any investments, especially with the next story. Right, These are merely definitely. our opinions. So, um, <laughs> the next story that Ryan uh, suggested was crypto coin outperforming Bitcoin uh, is about to see the supply reduced. So, can you talk a little bit more on that one, Ryan? Yeah, yeah. So, I'm. I should. I'll do a little bit of disclosure here. Uh, I have a fair bit of investments in crypto. Uh, I'm pretty passionate about it. I think it's very. It's a very cool technology. It's very useful. I love it. I have some bias here, obviously, in favor of crypto. But what's going on here is so Ethereum is revising how they basically pay people to uh, basically process transactions on their network. So what goes on is like for Ethereum, when you want something done on Ethereum, like someone has somewhere has to process what you want done and add it to the blockchain. And people get paid for that. But basically what they're doing is they're uh, subtracting how new Ethereum tokens uh, get created. They're reducing the amount that get created when someone performs the work to add a transaction. So what that's going to do is it's going to lower the uh, new supply of Ethereum uh, as time goes on. Hmm. If you know anything about supply and demand... I'm going to make a wild conjecture here. This is, once again, not financial advice from a financial advisor. Don't do anything based off what I say. I am not an expert. But that being said, I think it'll likely go up in price now that supply is going to get restricted a little bit, basically. I mean, it makes sense. It's your econ 101 class right there where you you have more supply your price goes down if you have less supply your price is higher so i mean i i could see that happening definitely and 
it's it's going to be interesting though. I'm from a technical standpoint, I'm going to be interested to see how they actually implement this change throughout the blockchain as a whole. I mean, I'm I'm no expert on blockchains per se, but from what I understand, you set when you create the blockchain, you set everything the way you want it to be and then you just roll with it. I have never heard of people changing it in the middle. No, Ethereum is uh updatable. That's its oh, advantage okay. over Bitcoin is you can roll updates to Ethereum. You can't change what is on the blockchain. The blockchain is immutable. Okay. But you can change how things are processed and how transactions happen. That makes sense. So like block, mm. usually like a crypto is more like a standard than anything else. Ah, for and sure. some standards, like mm. I'm pretty sure Bitcoin is set in stone. Mm -hmm. Like it's just this standard and the standard doesn't change other than like bug fixes maybe because it is still code, but... Uh, other ones like Ethereum, you can actually update how the standard uh, adds new blocks to the chain and all that. For sure. Definitely. But I that's mean, what's going on here. They call it, uh, I think they call it gas fees. Yeah. When mm -hmm. someone processes a transaction to add a new block onto the network. Yep. Yeah. But that's how new uh, tokens get created and they're limiting it a little bit. Definitely. Any thoughts on that one, Matt? You know, I'm still trying to wrap my head around crypto and I'm beating myself over the head with a metal rod about every day. Um, <laughs> I remember I, and, and this is nowhere near like the time where it would have been financially, like, I shouldn't say financially worth it. It, it still is, but I don't know, two years ago, three years ago, I want to say it was in November, December. And the price was going up and up. This is one of the first times that it started to really skyrocket in a long time. And by long time, I suppose maybe 10 years. But um, it was going up and up. And it was the end of the year. And I decided I would, I'd put $40 in it. And I lost 10 uh, after I pulled out a oh, few weeks later. It ended up, yeah, it was, it was going up, up, up. And then all of a sudden it started going down. And it just went down. It didn't go all the way down, but it went mostly down. And it stayed there for a while until this recent boom. And so I think back to that every time I think about crypto and, and Bitcoin um, specifically and go, I should have I should have kept that money because that $40 would be worth so much more now. Yeah, I um, saw everything now, swinging way, way up in 2017. And I said, ah, I shouldn't buy right now. I should wait yeah. until it crashes and then buy. And that's yeah. exactly what I did. Well, <laughs> yeah, well, I think I'm gonna have to bite the bullet and do it anyway. Um, I guess the one thing I don't understand, though, um, and I suppose I, I should, cause this is, this is basic economics, right? Like the government doesn't, the U S government doesn't just print money, right? We, we, we have a certain amount in circulation. We're not just going to print money if we need more money. Right. Um, That's, what do you mean? That's exactly what we do. Oh, well, I guess we do then. That's um, exactly what fiat money is. What are you talking about? Well, <laughs> um, I guess the idea of limiting or there being a finite amount of Bitcoin, um, yes. So I, 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 don't I can explain this very simply, actually. Uh, so do you remember, I think it's, is it geometric regression or progression? Regression. It's like, it's like one half plus one fourth plus whatever. Yeah. Eventually, Re regression. It'll never equal one. I believe. So the way Bitcoin works is the first, I think it was three years, X amount of Bitcoin get created. And then the next three years that goes down by half. And the next three years that goes down by half. So you can see, you can basically draw a curve on like the limit of what 
of how much Bitcoin will ever get produced. Right. Because hmm. if you do one okay. half plus one fourth plus one eighth plus one sixteenth, and you keep halving it each time, you're never yeah. going to be able to touch one. The well, limit I guess will what's... always be at one. Right. Well, what's the point of that, though? To not artificially inflate a currency. Because there's a uh, finite okay, amount. Okay. That's yeah. That's okay. like that's a lot of cryptos people like issue with fiat money is a government can say, Oh, I feel like printing more money or I feel like printing less money this year. And that can artificially change the value of your money. When you say fiat money, what do you mean? I mean, paper usually. Okay. When I say fiat, it usually means paper. That's only backed by government. There's not backed by a uh, An physical asset. asset. Yeah. So okay, like okay. we went off the gold standard, I think in the thirties or it might be late twenties. Right. So like that was a different kind of money because that was backed. Yeah, that was backed by a physical asset. Right. And even though and I think today we're semi backed on like oil, that's where you get things like the OPEC dollar, but something, something like that. But um, needless to say, it is not def- an economist. <laughs> right. Once again, we are not economists. We do not know anything about money. We are just kind of talking and we're just chilling. Um, speaking of I wouldn't say we know nothing about money, but. We are not. I mean, clearly, advisors. I know nothing about money. <laughs> We're not financial advisors. Don't t- don't take our word for things. For sure, there's a reason I went to school for electrical engineering and not uh, econ. <laughs> right. Well, speaking of kind of electrical engineering and money, uh, and that finite Ooh. supply amount of Bitcoin, uh, the next story that I brought, uh, I didn't even uh, tell you guys about this one. Uh, this actually came out Ooh, a couple a couple mo- a couple weeks ago on the tenth of February. I have an article from BBC here. Um, basically, currently, um, it has been said that uh, Bitcoin consumes more electricity than Argentina as a whole. So basically they're saying like in order to mine and keep Bitcoin running, the um, the uh, electricity in that uses more than the entire country of uh, Argentina. It says uh, the University of Cambridge's online tool estimates Bitcoin's annual electricity consumption is more than the Le- Netherlands, UAE and Argentina. Like that is that is insane to think about just just to show all of the. Uh, the stuff here like the energy usage with all the countries and bitcoin shows up on there in terawatt hours which is insane so for those of you who don't know um the way that bitcoin kind of works is basically you have to mine it so you have to do floating point operations on the blockchain in order to get rewarded with a x amount of bitcoin um and modulus it, operations but that's neither here nor there right um Basically, though, what that's able to do <laughs> is um, we can then you get rewarded for that. But that does cost energy. So in a way, the um, the asset that's backing Bitcoin in a way is energy um, and spent energy to do these calculations. You you could you could make the argument either way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, um, I think I've made that argument before to someone. <laughs> but yeah, basically, uh, so Bitcoin now shows up on a uh, as almost a country in a way in terms of energy usage. So what what do you guys think about that? <laughs> well, my first question is how do you how how do you gather all of the specific I don't know energy uses of bitcoin across the world i think that's pretty amazing to me 
the fact that it eclipses uh, Argentina's energy use is pretty astounding to me as well, especially on the order of what you say tera terawatts. I mean, yep. mm-hmm. that, that's a lot of money or that's a lot of uh, energy there. I've seen a ton of crazy rigs. Um, I've seen some of those RTX uh, crazy gaming uh, graphics cards or whatever they were um, being used in big, large arrays costing upwards of, you know, $80,000 and they're generating a ton of money. But I, I think it's crazy to think about the energy uh, behind that. And it's interesting that you brought up to uh, an energy backed currency, because in a way, I suppose it is. Yeah. Uh, contextualize things a little bit. Argentina has a population of about 45 million and a half. Wow. Uh, they have a density of 17 people per square kilometer. Okay. Yeah. Uh, in the What's United in- States, it's about double that. We're at about 36 people per uh, kilometer squared. Okay. okay. So, I mean, still to, to think about, though, that is insane. Like, the, the fact that it is still the the amount of people that we are using there like like the amount of energy equivalent in people that we're using for this this currency is insane yeah it's about half a percent of the world's population for sure i mean it's, it's a lot of energy a lot of, a lot of terawatt hours right there um but i mean yeah you got to use electricity to process bitcoin you got to cut down trees to issue paper currency like it's just a trade off True, true. I know there's Nothing's free. I know there's a lot of uh the reason that a lot of Bitcoin miners are flocking to Nordic states like Iceland, um is Energy. is the uh the, the cool air that allows you to um to uh You don't have to pay as much for a cooling yep, solution. Passive cool the, the mining rigs and geothermal energy, where they can actually use mm. the geothermal energy to generate the electricity that the uh the mining computers would use. So um, it is nice to see a good step in the in the renewable type direction. Uh, it is one of those things, though, where it's like, um, is is it worth it? Um, and I'm I'm not I mean, necessarily sure. Off. Yeah, you got to cut down trees to, you know, create more paper currency. Like, I don't see it as any better or worse. For sure. I mean this this currency, the value of this currency is only going up and up. So yeah. as long as it is only going up and up, it's a valuable investment. Definitely. Yeah. Well, that's one, once again, not an economist, but loosely tied to differential rates of inflation between most currencies and Bitcoin. And then also just scarcity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I agree with that. Uh Looks like my my streamer here just cut out for a second, but I think we're back. We're good now. So, yeah, my FPS dropped down to a wonderful like <laughs> six for like a second. I don't know what my computer was trying Beautiful to do here, but six FPS. All right, we love it. We love it. Right. Well. Anyway, I that's kind of all I have for today. Do you guys have any other articles you quickly want to bring up, or any little uh, tidbits you want to share? Um. I don't think so. Next week or next time we do this, I do have something I do want to do some more research on, but I think it'd be an interesting topic that I'm not sure either of you know much about. So I'm, I'm, uh, I'm... Is it graphene batteries? <laughs> no, 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 no. It's, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it next time. Yeah, 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 yeah. For sure. Leave, you on, <laughs> leave everyone on a cliffhanger. 
yeah, oh, yeah there you go. Ollie Gunner Cooking on my first episode. <laughs> there you go. Well, you have anything else, Ryan, or are we good? Uh we are not we are not responsible for any financial investments you create. For sure. There we go. Gotta be said. <laughs> well, anyway, I'm probably going to bring the show to a close for today. Thank you so much to Matt and Ryan for being on today. Uh, thank you for listening to Tech Talk Nation and uh, tune in next week. We're going to try and get this uh, restarted, kind of get this podcast re-going. And uh, now that we have uh, YouTube as well to distribute our content on, this is going to be a lot of fun and uh, we'll uh, keep you posted on everything that's uh, coming on here so thank you guys so much for your insight today i really appreciate it and uh we'll pick it up next week all righty have a great day everybody thanks for tuning in thank you for listening to tech talk nation tune in next week for more discussion on the latest in tech